Yo, monkeys, it's me, D-D-P, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. And you, monkey, or you, you're listening to WNS. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Bang! You're listening to the official Wrestling News Source podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or check us out on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsSource.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast or WNS Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 different countries, here are your hosts, Daniel Heron, Tyler Bear, and Doug. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Daniel Heron. I am Tyler Bear. I'm Doug. And we welcome you to episode 163 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNS Podcast, on YouTube, WNS Video, and on iTunes, Wrestling News Source Podcast. Okay, we have a new order, which I got to do now, so... Okay, if you want to find us on Google, Google, oh, dude, you can find us everywhere. Yeah, I also Googled myself too. Okay, uh, Stitcher, uh, you can find us on Stitcher at Wrestling News Source Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beyond Pod, typing the same thing, Wrestling News Source Podcast, and you can uh, just say you can find us on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, Player.fm. Yeah, at, yeah at, on, by searching, talk. by searching, I can't talk today. Okay. By searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. Sorry to confuse everybody. <laughs> um, on Twitter, you can find us at WNS Podcast. The main site's at WN Source. Uh, we got Daniel at WNS underscore Daniel and Tyler's at Tyler underscore Abear. I am not currently a Twitter user. Oh. Um, also, the, the joke is Tyler Abear. Google myself Abear. I did. And I, I put Tyler Abear WNS Podcast and see what uh, came up. We found out a lot of uh, other websites <laughs> that featured us on there. Yeah. I guess we didn't even know about it. And I was like, kind of strange. Yeah. Where are all these people showing up listening yeah. to our shows? We don't even know who you are, but we certainly appreciate it. Uh, for those of you who are new to our show, we certainly welcome you. Um, we appreciate you checking us out. If you get the chance, leave, uh, leave us a review on uh, Stitcher or iTunes. Give us, you know. Those you may be able to leave a review on uh, Beyond Pod. We're not for sure. Um, it helps the algorithm, people. Yes, it does. Helps us uh, get seen out there. So, uh, so welcome to the show. Got a lot to talk about. Got some feedback, raw, elimination chamber predictions, hot topics, Q&A, and whatever kind of jokes we uh, want to talk about there. But, but first, but first, I want to say, I know, you, I know you thought that I was going to say, but first, how are you guys doing? But that's not <laughs> how are you guys doing? doing? Not what I was going to say. Oh. I was going to say that today is the birthday of the late, great, sweet and sour Larry Sweeney. Yeah. So um, go watch some YouTube clips or some old DVDs of uh, Sweeney because he was awesome and we should all remember him. How do you like it? Not the anniversary of his death, to, not to be confused with that, but it yes. is his birthday. Although that was... Uh, April 11th. Yeah, so, uh, I was going to say they were, they were pretty close to, to one another. They are pretty close. Yeah. But he went way he, too young and he was way too talented and uh, he's missed, man. Yeah. Just very, very talented and sweet and sour. It's just really cool that <laughs> I don't know how the hell they got him down here, but like for local uh promotion got him down mm-hmm. here and it was just really cool to see him. Yeah. Very cool stuff. So uh so welcome to the show. Like I said, we got a lot to talk about. How you guys doing? 
Doing all right? I got food in my belly. You got food in your belly. Very good stuff. How are, how are the uh, wedding preparations going so far? Um, We're still <laughs> getting to it. I don't know about Doug's, but... You know, yeah, Doug, how's, how's yours going? Wonderful. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> all right. We can't wait. Couldn't be better. Have y'all picked a place yet? Um, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm still waiting to meet this lady. I still haven't seen anything. No pictures, no anything. You're very secretive life. Yep. <laughs> it's gonna happen. The wedding's gonna happen, and you will know at the last minute where to go. Where okay. To okay. Well, as long as I have a date, you know, it's fine. It's here. Show up now. Yeah, yep. it's April eighteenth, two thousand fifteen. How are you gonna go to both the bars? Well, I'm got gonna, the date. Save gonna, the date. I'm gonna hope that one is in the morning and one is in the afternoon slash evening. So. You know. We're going to go simultaneously, and we're going to expect you to pick who you like better. Yeah. Well, how is, well, Doug, how are you going to be in Tyler's wedding as a groomsman? Mm. You got to think about that. Clone himself. Yeah. Might have to have separate times. I don't know. <laughs> I'll think of something. Oh, okay. Have to, hey, this is an awful joke. I have to rework everything. You know what? Can't I'm, Just cancel the wedding. I'm canceling this bad joke. You're you're too canceling good. this bad joke. You're too good for her. We're not running with this, Doug this is terrible not joke. Married. No one is laughing. I'm I'm laughing. I don't think it's funny either. <laughs> I think it's pretty funny. Carrying on. <laughs> it's just your delivery is so very well. well apparently we got you have pretty good timing. No, I don't. You do. You have natural timing. It's good. Hmm. Your delivery is very good. No one's ever told me that before. Well, I'm telling you that. Wow. <laughs> So welcome to the show for the third time. So diving on into some feedback, um, we're going to kick things off with uh, some of our YouTube comments. The first one's coming to us, I believe, from Neon 2 Ghost 1. Um, better it's Neon 11 or Neon II Ghost 1. Uh, saying, been watching 10 episodes, first comment with the CM Punk situation. I believe Jet, uh, Jeff and Matt Hardy made CM Punk without the rivalry. Uh, Punk would never become the star he was, and this situation would never have happened. So blame Jeff Hardy for it. Yes, I'm a Jeff and Matt Hardy fan, so my last comment may have been biased. So, interesting thoughts on that. Um, I mean, is I, he saying that he he thinks that Jeff and them made him in WWE? Yeah, I think made him the the star or put him on the course. I have to of think of the time period. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily think that was it but uh, i mean i don't know what's the feuds and stuff he also had before that but i don't i don't think that jeff and matt put him on it was there. sort of his first um was that one of his first it was sort of <laughs> his first big main event feud like his yeah his like a showcased feud it I was when mysterio he was, was before that no mysterio's afterwards it was after it was after oh, okay man i got i'm lost on timeline a lot of it was a lot of this really laid the ground a lot of his stuff his feud with Jeff Hardy kind mm-hmm. of laid the groundwork for the Strange Society. It was a lot of uh, okay. His uh, it was a lot of coming off the Hardy drug stuff, and okay. he was doing the I'm better. I than agree. Now I just I was kind of lost on the timeline, and I was like, huh, I don't think so, but uh, uh, I, I didn't. Well, I disagree. Like I I don't uh, I don't have any problem saying that you felt like that was his his first like important work because that was, was the catalyst moment. Yeah, I I don't have a problem with you singling out that moment that you thought things really clicked for him. But uh, I don't. I think it's a far stretch to say, by that you know, Punk would have never gotten over if it wasn't for Jeff Hardy. I mean, let's 
It's a stretch. I think it's a stretch. I mean, like, he's a, as critical as I can be of uh, CM Punk, I do have a lot of respect for him. And I think he's um, actually really talented, and I have a hard time believing that he wouldn't have found another way to get over if it wasn't for Hardy. Especially with how much his character evolved over the past few years. Like, he had the feud with Jeff Hardy. He was in the Straight Edge Society. He was in the Nexus. He went on his own as a heel. He went on his own as a face. He went back to heel, back to face. You know, and every time that he did it, he he evolved his character, whether it be his look or the the lines that he was delivering. You know, whether it was I'm straight edge and I'm better than you, or I'm best in the world 434 days, or you know, crowd crowd pleasing, pipe bomb dropping, whatever. You know, eventually he would have gotten he would have gotten to that point. Um, you know, the the straight edge going up against the person who had been busted for for drugs on you know multiple occasions yeah that was a great starting point for his straight edge society um but i i, I feel like it could have happened eventually as well yeah i mean i i take uh i have no problem with you saying that you thought that you think that that was his first um work of importance like i'm fine with that um yeah. and i probably even agree with that as far as the wwe goes but i certainly felt like he would have got there anyway uh whether the Hardys were there or not. How about you, Tyler? Um, I think uh, I agree with Doug. You know, that did help him all that stuff. But, like, I, I'm now getting, I guess, like I said, the timeline in order. And I, I couldn't think what was before that. It's facts, son. Um, I know the – was that – That was whenever he, he cashed ECW, in. ECW. How long was he in ECW? Well, this was uh, – It was this post-ECW. Yeah, this was whenever he was on SmackDown. Uh, and he cashed in the money in the bank for the second time. He cashed it in on Jeff Hardy. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, okay. But yeah, but it was definitely a uh, a stepping stone uh, in his you know in his rise. But uh, but thank you for the feedback. We do appreciate it. Next one's coming to us from Sublethal Four, saying a long episode and no video camera. Awesome. Sorry guys, I re- I just really dislike the video camera feature. <laughs> so. Well. And yeah. that, and that's fine. Yeah, uh, you know you don't. It was just us testing it out, getting ready for WrestleMania. So yeah, I take issue. Oh, I don't issue. know why. I'm just taking issue. Oh, okay. Are you offended that someone didn't want to see you? Well, look, I know I'm not a good-looking <laughs> dude or anything. I'm just saying, like, I don't I don't know why you would have well, a reason to actively. Were dislike you annoyed at <laughs> me playing to the camera the whole time? Yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like we we were put off by it because we realized how it kind of throws us off our game and how we yeah. need extra people and how it's extra work. Mm-hmm. But why would you, as a listener, be thrown off by it? I don't understand. Unless you just think we're ugly, which is fine. But keep that to yourself, bro. <laughs> or listen to us on Stitcher or iTunes or Podbean or Player.fm. You know, just like Stino, I just want to listen to it, not watch. Yeah. I don't know. That's nah, cool. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, we're not going to do it, you know, very often. Only, uh, only for like special gonna, occasions. Do it coming up a little bit when uh, Ben gets here. Before yeah, the, the we'll do it for our WrestleMania yeah. predictions. You know, we might do it here or there, yeah. but it's not going to be it's one just of those. For testing the camera out. So. Yeah, we were mostly just testing it out because we want to see how it responds for. Uh, our trip to Nowlands. But thank you for the uh, for the feedback. We do appreciate it. Uh, next uh, feedback we have is from Billy from Facebook saying, I can't comment on the YouTube vid because I have a, a YouTube page and not a profile or whatever, uh, but I enjoyed watching you guys. Uh, video uh, your, your video podcast last week. I'm a new listener to your show, so it was great to have some faces to match up with the voices. Uh, looking forward to this one, too. Keep up the good work. So thank you very much. We appreciate thanks, it, Billy. Uh, and thanks for checking us out. Yeah. Thanks um, for, you know, 
I, like I said, you're a new listener. Thanks for, um, you know, leaving a, uh, a comment and mm-hmm. saying you're a new listener. And yeah. Cool. And uh, we like to uh, hear from new people as well as our usual listeners. Definitely. Plus, we can put Billy on this side of the scale to weigh out, um, to at least equal out with Sublethal 4. He's like, <laughs> I don't want to see your ugly every asses. every dislike, we got to like. So. Billy's like, I'm okay with seeing your ugly asses. <laughs> but it evens out. Those yeah, ugly mugs. ugly. The back of my head. So, whatevs. But anyway, it's time to go on to the, uh, the go-home show for Raw before Elimination Chamber taking place this Sunday. Kick things off with John Cena coming out, getting interrupted by Anto- uh, not Antonio Cesaro, just Cesaro, who gets interrupted by Sheamus, who gets interrupted by Christian, who ends up getting interrupted by Orton, who ends up getting interrupted by Daniel Bryan, who ends up getting interrupted by Kane, all talking about the Elimination Chamber, which was great because, you know, they're they're building importance to it. They're putting a reason for you to be watching the pay per view behind that's it. That's what they should do. Yes, that's what they should do for every pay per view. Have importance, have meaning, have a reason for you to tune in, not just have them go out there and be like, "All right, well, I'll see you on Sunday. I hope you buy the pay per view. Thanks." So, um, other than that, the the segment itself was, you know, sort of just a you know copy and paste of of past segments that you could see for events such as this or the Royal Rumble. Um, you know, n- no one really got a big point across other than Kane, who came out and booked matches. Because um, the, the authority wasn't there. The authority wasn't there, but Triple H was backstage later <laughs> on, so that was a little continuity <laughs> error or something. But uh, anywho, maybe he didn't know they were backstage. Um, but anything really to take away from this <clears throat> I found it interesting um, one comment that um, that Christian said to Sheamus was whenever he was like you know I know last week on Smackdown you gave me a bro kick uh, it wasn't intentional it was an accident it's fine and then later on in the night um, I think it was Lawler who mentioned oh well Sheamus delivered that bro kick to uh, to Christian and I, I don't think he thought it was an accident so it's kind of a memory slip, I guess, there, but anywho. Uh, but that does set up for the uh, for the very first matchup. Daniel Bryan versus Christian. Um, these guys went and uh, and put on a pretty good show, um, you know, mostly focusing on Daniel Bryan's arm uh, to try and prevent the yes lock. And uh, what did you guys think about the matchup? I didn't get to see that one, but I came in and I saw the Daniel Bryan versus Kane. Though. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Doug? Um, I thought it was good and uh, smartly worked. Um is basically just built around uh, Brian's on the arm, mm-hmm. uh, Christian working on the arm, and uh, he got the roll up uh, for the win, which I saw. I guess some people like bitching about him not looking strong by not beating like Christian with the with a finisher or putting away like um with like I guess more definitively. Mm-hmm. But uh, I had no problem with it. I I thought the finish was fine, and um, I thought it was kind of smart like um to uh turn christian here or at the very least you know he's gonna get booed against brian yeah so they had him work heel he jumped him before the bell worked so that was smart to go ahead and play into it if not that if it wasn't even if it wasn't like a like a full turn Mm -hmm. that was good but um it kind of like stands to reason that he should maybe should full turn because you don't want the baby faces to have like I hate hate matches that 
have uh, the baby faces have the numbers advantage. Yeah. In, and uh, at least this would put him like three hills and three baby faces right. in the chamber. So I think Instead it makes of a, a four lot two. Right. You never. I, I get a lot of people say that face hill dynamics don't matter anymore, and so, there's reports of that that's even coming from the WWE themselves these days. But to me, it really matters, and I really don't want to see a match where the baby faces have the advantage. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. You want to see those guys overcome the odds. So at the very least, they could even it up with a Christian turn. Yeah, definitely, and uh, and you know they still have SmackDown to to play into that a little bit, so we'll have to see uh, how those results turn out. But Daniel Bryan does end up uh, end up defeating uh, Christian, which brings it to the next matchup where Kane says, you know, that was a hard fought, hard fart battle, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but unfortunately you're not done for the night because your next matchup again is against me, and so Kane got into the ring and just started going at him and. Uh, you know, this match ended up in a disqualification after Kane was uh, pulling on Brian on the uh, on the ring post, and refusing to let go, getting the count of five, and uh, grabbing the mic, saying, "Yeah, I know, uh, I'm disqualified, and I just don't care," something like that. So, what about uh, what about this matchup? Oh, it was fine. I mean, there's not a lot to speak of because it was basically just a continuation of uh, Brian selling the arm, Kane mm-hmm. working the arm. Yeah. Um, they didn't. Excuse me. They got the DQ finish, which was fine. Um, I think mostly it's. Uh, I think the thing they kind of take away from it is like they're trying to learn to like crowd control. Mm-hmm. So they're like, this this crowd's gonna shit on anything we do until Brian comes out here. So we're gonna put Brian out first. We're gonna put him out there for two matches in a row. We're gonna give him a good long time. Yeah. Tell him to shut the fuck up. But if you notice that they during that match for a little bit they chanted <laughs> this is bo- or boring. They still chanted that during Daniel Bryan Kane match. I was like, "Really? Did y'all hear that?" Uh, it was for a little bit. And I was like, "You really gonna do that?" They're they're giving you Daniel Bryan. Well, I, don't, I don't recall that, but I mean, I'm not. I, yeah. I I'm sure you're right. I just don't recall. Well, this is also the same crowd that was chanting JBL and JBL not even acknowledging them. So, uh, so that that's even proves <laughs> even with Daniel Bryan out there, even if they don't like Kane that much, Daniel Bryan's out there because that's when Kane was beating up on him more. Kane. And um, I mean, I know they were chanting "You sold out a lot" at him. Yeah, I heard that. But they said it was only like I heard it. Though. It was like a, like three or four times, and they stopped. Mm. But and I was like, really? Really wish they would like do more to acknowledge <clears throat> their past as a team. Yeah, because I think like I think you could, they're obviously. I think it's pretty clear to anyone paying attention that that Daniel Bryan has inherited like Punk's like Kane feud. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think people would be more interested if they would play up like their past together, right? Like, yeah, they had that one mention, right? Uh, when Kane first started doing the his his corporate position, but other than that, I want, I, ignored I'm surprised they're like what, like randomly they would say or King or um, would say, I wonder what Doctor Shelby would think or something. But still, I mean, like they could play it up more and like act like these guys. Even like a, a couple of off the cuff like comments like that, Jim, I don't think really registers. Doctor you know? Shelby's a quack. You got it all wrong all these years. Yeah. Anywho, but um, I think it's kind of a foreshadowing thing uh, to try and take Daniel Bryan out of the out of the picture for Elimination Chamber um, as a potential winner. You know, because they're going to focus on the arm. Everyone's going to focus on the arm during the Chamber match. Or, oh, he still hasn't recovered from that, and. You know, and that's going to cause him to lose, I think, in a sense. 
You guys get that feeling? I feel like some shenanigans that, you know, Kane's going to get involved or something. Mm. I hope not. Um, I hope not either. I, I wouldn't be surprised to not see him win, but I don't necessarily know that they were going to um, use the arm or not. Um, I mean, it's sure it's possible, but I, I don't know. I didn't get that feeling, like, immediately. Mm. But uh, to me, it was just, like, another way of Brian working an awesome match. Like, I... Uh, I mean, because I mean, even at the end of the night, whenever he came out during the main brawl, his uh, his arm was all taped up. You know, it was all wrapped up. That's just because Brian like is really great at selling. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously though, his whole mat like mm-hmm. he didn't like his running elbow that he does. He didn't use the fucking hurt arm to do it. He does. He like he sells like he knows how to fucking sell. And people, I mean, better than anybody in the company, hands down. And people are gonna say Ziggler again, but like Ziggler. Bumping is not selling. Bumping is the act of taking a move. Selling is the act of communicating the hurt of the move. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like, like a different um, thing. What did you think of a time where he was holding his arm, but he, Kane was on his knees and he was kicking him, but he would still use it, but then he would still grab his arm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I've said many times that I don't believe that you necessarily can't use an injured or a sold <laughs> a, a yeah. body part that you're Push selling. through the pain. But you have to, you know, you have to, Communicate. Well, I mean, he didn't. He stole. He did the yes like one handed. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, yeah. it was. I found it compelling. Like, I'd rather see Brian work a, a match where it's basically him like selling the whole time and getting a roll up win than almost anybody. Yeah. So, but Daniel Bryan does end up defeating Kane, uh, which brings us to a backstage segment featuring the Shield, where uh, Roman Reigns was talking about how he has to face Mark Henry that night and. Dean Ambrose getting a little cocky. Oh, I softened him up for you, so you shouldn't have any problems with him. And uh, um, Roman was like, what are you talking about, dude? You you lost last week. We had to come and save your ass. Uh, you know, and then Seth saved both of them. Yeah. Or not saved them, but no. Getting in the middle. Hey, guys, break it up. You know. Um, hey, this is like the best, uh, currently like the best being told story like they yes. are going. Yeah, and I don't even I don't even mean them uh, setting the feet up with the Wyatts. I mean just the uh, dynamics of the members of the Shield together. Yeah, from from the very beginnings of it, where you know Dean would say something and Roman would kind of you know turn his head and be like, "What'd you say?" You know, did, did he just say that? Yeah, I mean yeah. it's it's super. They're they're all really flushed out. Like like uh, Dean is the kind of like guy who's, got, who's not so sure of himself so he has to do like crazy things to like make himself feel okay and, like Seth's like the uh, <laughs> Seth's like the mediator of the team he's like come on guys get it yeah we're all together <laughs> and like Roman's the stud I mean, why like, can't we be friends <laughs> I need to stop doing well, that even then even then though. though they've done they've done an excellent job of like teasing then showing and then be like okay look we're still a team though like we're yeah. not you know yeah. believe in the shoes hey I know you said you need to stop doing that, but I love you doing that. (laughs) (laughs) So much love. Uh, But, yeah, so, uh, you know, Roman Reigns to face Mark Henry later on in that night. Um, Next up, we got to see Fandango going up against Santino Morella. I don't know what the point of all that was. I mean, it it could just be a filler match, but. No Miz. Yeah, no Miz. Um, Oh, yeah. You know, one thing I didn't know, because I don't know of anything when it comes to Emma or whatever, even NXT, they show a clip or whatever. She did some move or where, what was she doing that she was doing? Or she was she did that dance move. She incorporated it into one of her moves. I think it was during a pin. Uh, she was doing a Moodle lock. She was like, yeah. she was oh, like, yeah, she was going back. And, 
as she was bridging over to grab the head in the Moodle lock, she did the thing like backwards to grab it. <laughs> hey, I like that music that she comes out to. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anyway. I get into it too. Hey, I'll do this. I don't care. <laughs> so, but I mean, where where are they really going? I mean, I know they're trying to tell a story between Emma and Santino about how they're starting they like to, each other. They're starting to bond, I guess. Hey, a little hey, bit. Hey, that's good. That's good. They can pick up what they were going to do. Uh, when uh, the Amazon was there, remember they were supposed to have a reality show when the WWE Network was originally going to air. And when it was Santino and Beth? And Kozlov. Or Santino and Tamina. It was going to be Santino and Kozlov. Or Kozloff Santino and Maria. Santino and Kozlov were good friends, and <laughs> yeah. the girlfriend to Santino was the Glamazon. Yeah. But now they can do him. Nah, not really. I just thought, threw out the idea, you know. But yeah. Anywho. But, I, I mean... What are they doing? Where where are they going? I don't have a problem with it. I mean, why did? Yeah. I mean, you've got you're built into the fucking chamber. You got your chamber. Yeah. You got like your, I wouldn't say co co main event, but you're definitely like a clear second match on the card with your shield versus your Wyatt's. I mm-hmm. mean, it's okay to have like a fun little thing. I mean, like not everything has to be some big and scope thing. I have no problem with this. It has to be big and scope. But anyways, uh, Fandango ends up getting the victory, defeating Santino after Emma and Santino almost kiss, and Fandango cock-blocking him. I was about to say, do it. Do it. Kiss the girl. Anyways, so that takes us into the next matchup. Roman Reigns going up against Mark Henry. Um, Kind of a quick matchup, but Roman Reigns, man, his his intensity is uh, cranking up, uh, especially... Uh, I love it whenever he gets ready for the uh, for the Superman punch. Um, I still chuckle a bit whenever he he cocks his wrist to to get ready to pull the proverbial I trigger. It was pretty neat. Yeah, uh, you know he's he's definitely he's definitely finding his own character now uh, with his certain moves, which you know I'm enjoying. Um, and it really says a lot for him to go out and beat Mark Henry. Um, you know, especially because of the run that Henry had a couple years ago. Just uh, really good stuff. The match might have been short, but uh, it was it was a very You're telling to sign. Him to the Hall of Pain. Hall of Pain. How about you, Doug? Um, well, I love the um, <clears throat> the pre-match promo from uh, Mark Henry. Mark yes. Henry. Your, like your standard like minute and a half Mark Henry promo is like my favorite like promo, I think, in the company right now still because... <laughs> I don't know. He's just the hotness on the mic, but um, uh-huh. yeah. I mean, I'd rather hear him talk than just about anybody, even for just a minute and a half. Like, yeah, I'm just gonna fucking go kill someone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, like I don't know. I think this match left a lot to be desired, and I, I kind of hate like I sort of hate like Henry's position of being like the. I think he's more talented than to be like the gatekeeper guy or or the guy who's fed uh, to people they're trying to make because. Uh, I feel like he's got enough in the tank to still be a guy himself, you know? Mm-hmm. But I, I guess I could see the argument that he's, like, um, accident-prone, injury-prone, and uh, maybe that's why they don't want to invest too much in him. I guess I could totally see that. I just, I'm just i such a fan of the guy that I kind of hate that he has to play, well, uh, put other dudes over. I would have much more preferred Mark Henry have to take the loss than having to see Great Colleague go out there. Well, sure. I mean, I, I mean, there's a reason like they're picking him to do it because he mm. he means something and he can he can do decently enough. <laughs> he but, means uh, something. That's right. <laughs> well, he does. I mean, I, I mean, I mean that more as a knock to a uh, great colleague. Right. But um, I don't know. I I don't think like they 
their styles necessarily complemented each other. They're both brawlers, obviously, yeah. but uh, I don't necessarily know. I I think like Henry plays off better when a guy who's I mean he could he could wrestle like a brawler like a Sheamus or something, but Roman isn't crisp enough of a brawler to like to mesh well with Henry right now. Because Henry's got that like slow, like clobbery brawl, mm-hmm. and I think if you're gonna do a brawler on brawler with Henry, he's got to be a real crisp guy, you know. Right. And I don't think Roman's there yet, so uh, I thought this left a lot to be desired for me. But uh, I appreciated it that they they took a a chance to try to make an interesting match. I felt like they tried, with the exception of uh, the exception of Sheamus and Orton, which we've seen a million times. I felt mm-hmm. like tonight was like they're like, what are the most unique, interesting matchups we could put on? Because you got your Brian Christian, you got yeah. your. Uh, uh, Henry um, Reigns. Reigns. You got your Claudio uh, C- Cena. C- Cesaro Cena. I mean, you know, a bunch of like interesting matchups. Mm-hmm. And and to see uh, Roman hit the uh, Samoan drop on Mark Henry was impressive too. See, I felt like they kind of bungled it a little bit. Yeah, especially since uh, Reigns didn't get his other hand up. Right. Like it looked like he was trying to like push off of his leg right. to make sure he got him up, and then. Kind of just went back on it, but uh, but yeah, I, I felt like it's a it's a huge um, you know, feather in in Reigns' cap for him to go out there and be able to to beat Mark Henry. Would you want to see another match between them? Give him more time. Um, in a few months, maybe. Yeah. Uh, after you know, give give Reigns some more time to sort of. Well, hone. now they're gonna probably. Well, I don't know what they're gonna do next. While they're gonna have Mark Henry versus Seth. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see. I mean, I don't know. I um, I think the purpose was served. Like going over going over Henry means something, and uh, so they gave it to to Reigns as they've been giving all this stuff that means something, right? And mm-hmm. in his build, but uh, I certainly don't think they complement each other like stylistically. Yeah. And so uh, you know, I thought the the match again left a lot to be desired, but okay. Um, but after that, uh, Dean Ambrose decided to attack Mark Henry. Uh, being frustrated that Roman was able to get the victory so easily, in a sense. Uh, you know, now, this was fucking awesome. Like yes, yeah, with Roman going, yeah, dude, what are you doing? He said, that's weak, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's, why, like, why are you attacking someone after the match? What's wrong with you, man? Well, even, I even like Ambrose's retort. He's like, that's what we do. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's what we've done for the past year, man. Ah. What we do. <laughs> Uh, but after that, the uh, the lights go out. Um, the Wyatts appear on the uh, on the screen, um, basically telling the Shield if they are not prepared to die on the battlefield, then they've already lost. Um, I really like that they're that they're giving the guys um, something to do now, rather than just stand in the background when Bray's talking. Um, who was it, Rowan, that said that said that if. If you're not prepared to die, Harper or Harper, uh, he was like, "Are you really? Are you prepared to die?" Uh, it was just really good stuff. And then uh, Roman gets on the microphones, and you know, hey, why you got to be, you know, all talk back there? Why don't you come up here and uh, and say it to our face? And Bray Bray Wyatt's on there saying, "Oh, that's that's just what we had in mind." So uh, they come out. We have another Shield Wyatt standoff, which was excellent. Just you know. It's it's one of those things where it's like they've done it the right way um, to to get you interested in, in in these teams. You know they're not having that contact with one another, but it's something that you you're ready to see. Um, and the Y family, you know, backed out 
for that's that good. one. You don't want to have a contact fight you know, like right before the pay per view. Like I think that they've got, <clears throat> excuse me, they've got like a, the formula down for the Wyatt's promo, where Bray's gonna sound like uh, you know say his stuff, and then Harper's gonna get like a like a cool line in, and then uh, Rowan just says run, which is like run. how I think works really well for them. Yeah, but still, ultimately, run. Wyatt says a bunch of like cryptic, like yeah. cool sounding shit that means absolutely nothing. <laughs> it has no fucking meaning. Like n- nothing that they've said. I tell you what, man, you don't run right now. The gates are gonna be open for you, and there's gonna be a man giving you a shovel. <laughs> like I, 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 this sounds. This sounds like I'm shitting on Bray, but like it, not at all. He's very good at what he does. Yeah, he's very, his delivery is excellent. Excellent delivery, but it doesn't what does mean, it mean? Does, it, it, <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> this is my like the Wyatts are fucking awesome, right? But here's Man my beef. with three letters for a name is gonna give you a shovel and said I've done my job. My beef with the Wyatts is they keep hinting at this this uh, deeper meaning that they, I guess, supposedly could pay off one day, but. Give no glimpse of like what this deeper meaning they is. Pulled that shit yeah. out of their ass. It yep. just it's just like uh he's just like talking for like five minutes of stuff that sounds really cool but means absolutely nothing. <laughs> so, I don't know why that sounds weird, but like I, I don't it's weird, but I love it at the same time. <laughs> and look look need- I, I know I'm not the smartest guy in the world. There are plenty of stuff in this in this life that go over my head, but I know perfectly I, I know for a fact that they are not saying something that's going over my head. <laughs> it really just doesn't mean anything. It's just a bunch of cryptic sounding shit. Like with a shovel. Again, with a shovel. <laughs> again, I cannot stress enough that I don't think I'm like what we need to do. Smart. Like there are plenty of stuff that goes over my head, but this is not going over my head. It just doesn't mean shit. Here's here's an idea of something that we could do if we can all if we can get together one day and uh, and do a video for YouTube or something. We can analyze his promos. We can write it down, type what it up, he say right it, here? say here's what he said. Man, I tell you, the, the hounds are going to be put down. He throws a shovel yeah. at a guy. We should just like, we should get all his promos and try to put the story together. <laughs> yes. Because it'd be all over the fucking place. <laughs> and this again, is what Bray Wyatt really I cannot, means. I cannot stress enough that I'm not shitting on Bray. So we can go back to his first, uh, uh, his first promo as Bray Wyatt with Eli Cottonwood in the background is, Man, I grew up in Lafayette, Louisiana. I, well, see, I get the sense that uh, the the NXT stuff made, made a lot more sense than what they're doing now. Right. Well, Eli Cottonwood was with them in originally for a brief time. Yeah, uh, he, was, he would. He, he was would rocking a mustache. Yeah, I mean, ro- they're just all the big, weird looking guys, yeah. you know. Yep. But uh, again, I, I please don't think I'm shitting on Bray Wyatt because he's great, but uh, it, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It's we very. Will, we will decipher. It's cryptic, but it has no encryption. So, whatevs. Uh, but the standoff itself was just awesome to see. Uh, it was it was really cool to see. Uh, you know, Bray take that first step forward, then Roman take the step forward, and you know Harper and Rowan step up, and you know Rollins Run. and Ambrose uh, stepping up as well. So it's just really cool. You don't. You know, we haven't seen something like this in a long time. And I'm really enjoying it. Um, but that takes us into the next matchup. Jack Swagger going up against Kofi Kingston. Um, a quick matchup, I guess. Um, I, I, I was watching the matchup, and I was mostly watching Kofi and and the way that he's doing his move set now. Like whenever he does the boom drop now, he doesn't he doesn't have as much into it as as he used to. 
and you know, it makes me wonder like how how much is he is like is he hurting or is his body just not able to keep up with him anymore? Because you know, whenever he first got into the WWE and he'd do the boom drop, he'd completely shake his shoulders, and now he does the one and the other one like. Well, it may look like doesn't he, do anything. I don't know. Maybe you're like, hey, the one looks cool, or maybe he just can't. Well, I don't know if he can't do it. Well, I don't know. But, who knows? Um, but yeah. So, uh, but Jack Swagger ends up defeating Kofi Kingston. Um, I don't know. I like the. This may be a, a weird thing, but I like the fact that it's like their tag team may be coming to an end. I don't know, mm-hmm. but it's like Cesaro is the guy who's going for the main event stuff, and Swagger is yeah. Know, but they still got something going on for both of them. Though. Yeah, because because uh, on SmackDown, Swagger was the winner of a fatal four-way matchup to determine the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship, and uh, Swagger made Kofi tap then, and he made him tap on Raw. So uh, looking strong, going up, getting ready to go up against Big E. Uh, and speaking of Big E, he came up next uh, and faced Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal. Um, and this was another uh, fairly quick matchup with uh, Zeb Coulter and Jack Swagger deciding to stay out at ringside, and uh, Zeb was on the microphone, sort of just taunting Big E throughout the entire matchup. But uh, tried to throw him off his game, but it did not. It work. did not work. Uh, Big E Langston ends up getting the victory and basically telling Zeb, "Hey, I hope you have diapers the size that fit you, because your mouth won't be the only thing full of crap on Sunday." Zing. Anything what, from those what, two what, matches? No, I was super distracted by Zeb, like, yeah. talking over yeah. the whole <laughs> You want Swagger to beat Big E, or what do you say? Does anyone here think that Big E can beat Jack Swagger? Yay! Y'all don't know nothing. Y'all don't know anything. <laughs> Shovel. So, <laughs> yeah. But uh, Big E ends up defeating Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal. Uh, <clears throat> which is a good thing, because that takes us into the next matchup. John Cena versus Antonio... Nope, not Antonio. Cesaro. Cesaro. Simply Cesaro. Cesaro. Just Big E, just Cesaro now. So Just A-Bear. Just A-Bear. Yep. Google me. You Google yourself. Why should we? <laughs> oh, man. Can't say enough good things about this matchup. Excellent match. For those who are like, oh, Cena sucks, you can't put on a good match. Well, there you go. You know, it takes two to tango. It wasn't just Cesaro. Great work by both people. Excellent match. Um, I feel like we've kind of been getting spoiled here recently um, with the Daniel Bryan versus Randy Orton match that happened not too long ago. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus Bray Wyatt. And now Antonio Cesaro. God, that's going to take a while. Uh, Cesaro versus. Antonio Cesaro. No. I have to get out of that rhythm. Uh, Cesaro versus Cena match. You know, these are three excellent matches um, that we've gotten here recently. Um, what did you guys think about it? I think I think it was a definite shiner for uh, Cesaro. Mm-hmm. Shining moment. That's what I've been saying I want for a while because I think that I, I wasn't sure if they first faced each other in a singles match. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it was highly enjoyable. How about I you, Doug? I mean, it was it was awesome. They fucking tore it down. I mean, whew, I don't know. <laughs> I, it was definitely an out-of-the-box match for Cena, even. Um, I'm a guy who thinks Cena is good in, um, in a Cena match, mm-hmm. and uh, this wasn't a Cena match by any means. Uh, 
I don't know. It was weird. Like, they did a bunch of cool, like, shit. Like, the, just the transition from the Cesaro countering the setup to the five knuckle shuffle into the the big swing, which was countered into the STF, which was countered yeah. into the gut wrench. I was mm-hmm. like, what the fuck, man? This is, I don't know. It was cool. Like, it was professional know, wrestling at its finest. Yeah, I mean, they tore, they tore it down. Uh, there was, like, a bunch of cool counters. Um, uh, I love, like, just the T. Like, Cesaro's got to the... Th- He's got to the point where he'll tease, like, the swing, like, at least twice before he hits it. And people, like, go fucking nuts for it before he ever even catches it. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, man, uh, it was fucking awesome. And I know I, I I don't post on the Facebook, but I know I was I follow along with, like, you know, the stuff you're posting and yeah. stuff the fans are posting. And I know you kind of seemed like this was kind of made it seem like you thought this would be a good spot to put Cesaro over. But I, uh. I don't know. Like, I, I don't think like you can open the the floodgates on that stuff yet. Like, Cena put Brian over clean. Yeah. Uh, you can't if you just if he just starts letting whoever go over him clean, it doesn't mean something yet. You gotta gotta space that kind of stuff out. I think. And, uh, and he just went over at Wharton, which says a lot in itself. Like Cesaro <laughs> yeah. yeah. over Wharton, yeah. which says a lot. And uh, so, did I don't you get know. to check out that matchup? By the way, it was excellent. It was yeah, an excellent match. really good stuff from both people. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, was awesome and like you know it makes a you know it's a statement just hanging hanging with Cena that closely is a statement enough for Cesar that's putting him over in itself mm-hmm. one thing that I that I did like about the matchup not pertaining to Cesaro and and Cena was the fact that uh, uh Zeb and Swagger were ringside and they made sure to keep their distance you know like whenever Cena fell to the outside or whenever Cena got on the top rope and uh, Cesaro delivered that uppercut to him, and he just fell to the outside. Right. And uh, and Zeb and Swagger both stepped back. They both put their arms out to make sure that the other one didn't didn't right. get close because they didn't want to ruin that moment. Uh, you know, so they were there fully to support Cesaro and cheer him on, not to interfere in the matchup, not to get involved. Uh, you know, it was just a really nice touch that I enjoyed. Um, you know, and and. Going back to to what I said on on Facebook, like I felt like that could have been one of those, you know, that could have been like a career defining moment. Um, you know, yeah, you want Cena to to have his momentum, but he's already such an established guy that you know this this would have been a good good time to have Cesaro be, you know, I mean, yeah, he held his own, so I can certainly see the argument of you know he doesn't need the win because he held his own, he proved what he can do, he's going to be. Uh, you know, one of the future contenders. Um, they put him on the same plane as him. Yeah, it. you know, not only in the ring, but they they were. It was kind of bullshit, but it was their way of putting him over. Like they're comparing him to, so, you know, like they're like these are the same type of guys. They they don't they, work out together. They have the but work they have, ethic yeah. of each other, yeah. and you know, no one works harder in the ring than yeah. in, than Cesaro. So and that's like the, one of the very few uh, instances of commentary doing their fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, even though he lost, he still got put over. You know? Right, but um. Like I, I feel like you can't just open the floodgates and let everybody right. go over Cena because then it doesn't mean anything. But who and, uh, else? Cena's, they're not. Right. I mean, if if you put, say, you want to put Cesaro and Ziggler over Cena too, then the, that that lessens. Right now, well, Brian. Like right now, Brian's beating Cena and Orton clean consistently, and if he doesn't, mm-hmm. he's getting fucked over in a loss. Right. It, he didn't lose it himself. It, someone fucked him over, and that means a lot. That's like establishing. Brian's credibility like repetitively, repetitively, but if you put even Cesaro, like you got to distance that stuff because Cena still has to mean something to make somebody else. Mm-hmm. So if you like, if you just say, okay, you know how 
he he made that comment about he's like okay you you want to you know the future of the company's got to go through me you want to be yeah. somebody you go through me that's a cool i think that's a cool like once you get through the the bray wyatt stuff you do at wrestlemania or whatever they're going to want to do with that mm-hmm. that's a cool angle down the line that keeps um keeps cena in um you know a, a focused storyline and in a high profile match but still like you know you could do your cesaro yeah. feud where the the payoff to that feud is finally cesaro does go over mm-hmm. but like it means something more than because it's not right on the hills of everybody else going over Cena, okay you know what I, mean? I can i can definitely see that um you know and, and it could be a good storyline to have with him out of the the picture hunt or the title hunt yeah um you know like after mania uh he's like hey i'm still here you want to be the you want to be a top guy, you, you know, you you step through that curtain and you you look me in the eye. And and that could set up for months of uh of different challengers trying to trying to be that top guy. It's not even we're not here to win the title. We're here to to show that we we want to be that next guy. And so uh and so you know, you could have Ziggler go out there but but lose. You could have Cesaro go out there and that could be you know, like you said, that defining moment. I could see that at SummerSlam right. being a huge payoff. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, this could be a tease of like a <coughs> co-main event of SummerSlam. You know, you never know. You know? Yeah, and uh, or even uh, you know, who? What's the name of that guy who's coming up through NXT that they're showing the promos on? Um, Alexander Russo. Yeah, like he could be a challenger for you know whatever the pay per view is. What is it, Extreme Rules after WrestleMania? Like he could be I like, so. you know, this would this would be me, you know, saying, you know, I'm not I'm not here to to fool around. You know, he would he'd lose, but you know, it would he would be able to show what he can do. Um, so I I actually think that would be a very wise decision if if they were to actually run with this this gimmick that we're you know kind of kind of talking about of Cena wanting to find that next big guy for the day that he decides to step off. Or, you know, even kind of fade out of the title picture hunt and just, you know, I just want to wrestle to because that's what I love. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a cool uh, that's a cool angle. And you can, uh, you know, actually incorporate a couple of different guys into it. And uh, eventually it'll pay off for somebody. But to get back to our original point, like, I mean, I feel like you can't they, do that to everybody. Well, I think what you were, you were going to say is you can't just keep on doing that for Cesaro. And then he's going to go for the uh, Wyatt's next and let them do that. And well, it has My to point mean is, something. if if Cena lays down for Brian and then Cena lays down for Cesaro, then like, it means it doesn't mean like, not that it doesn't mean anything, but it doesn't if like Cena starts laying down for everybody they think needs to get to the next, it doesn't mean as much, you know. But the thing, well, what made what what made mm. that win so crazy and everyone lost their shit when Brian did it because it doesn't happen all the time. Yeah, and people hate that, but if but the reason that it's special is because it means something when it does happen. Yeah, you know? but the thing for me was that you know. You had Orton come out and say, oh, Cena, you know, you don't deserve to be the face of WWE. You can't even beat me. Whereas Cesaro standing right there, well, shit, I beat you on, on Friday. So, you know, if he can't beat you but I can, what should that say for me? And then Cena beats him. So, you know, that well, that just makes a whole triangle of well, I think, who can beat who. But I think that's uh, on purpose and maybe for the better because that just yeah. kind of ripens the storylines. It's like saying, well... You know who is, who's the favorite there? Well, this mm. guy beat this guy, but he didn't beat this guy, and this guy beat this guy, but he didn't beat this guy. That kind of like, not only does it like make people seem like they're sort of on the same plane going into the chamber, but it also kind of ripens f- future storylines and future feuds. You know yeah. what I mean? 
And uh, I'm totally fine with it. I think they they yeah. gave him Orton, and that means enough as is. And, yeah. Uh, and just hanging with Cena so closely, and, and the crowd was going nuts for this <laughs> matchup. So yeah, you know, really good stuff. Just excellent match. Can't say enough good things about it. It's definitely going to be one of those best of Raw 2014. You know, on the on the DVD that they put out. Um, just a really good showing. Um, so for those who complain about Cena stale matches and stuff like that, there's one for you to enjoy. Uh, next up, we got the backstage segment between uh, Triple H, Randy Orton, talking about you know their days in Evolution, and he doesn't want to face Batista, and, uh, and Batista's behind him and says, "You're not the face of WWE. You're an ass." So you're the ass of WWE. <coughs> yeah. And then Orton walks off, and Del Rio's sporting a neck brace from the powerbomb he received and saying, you know. Delito Chihuahua <clears throat> powerbomb me. I'm going to take your arms and break them off of your body. So why the fuck <clears throat> do you want me to pay $55 to see this fucking match? Because Tisa's literally ripped this guy limb from limb yeah. uh, for like five consecutive weeks or something. Yeah. Every time he's seen him, he's totally fucking killed <clears throat> him. They have not made Del Rio seem like even yeah. And we know that threat. Del Rio is going to lose. Yeah, well, like, we don't really, really know, but we have a feeling that Del Rio is going to lose. So why don't you just do this fucking match on Raw? Because it's not you've not made him seem like a credible. You got to have a filler. Well, yeah. <laughs> maybe one time they did. Maybe one time where Del Rio was that first time. Del, well, that was the first time. But no. in the ring, they're talking to each other, and he punked him out and hit him, and was beaten up on. Yeah, but Batista. then but then he killed him like right after. He, well, the he next bucked in he his did. face, and then he was like... Uh, he was about the powerbomb that he rolled out of the ring. Yeah, but that's like <laughs> every time he's actually they've actually made physical contact with each other, he's killed them, and not just like uh, we brawled for a minute and then we got separated. He's like fucking powerbombed him repeatedly for like five weeks in a row. I don't know. I guess they're trying to... So We're going to make Batista look good. So they really. have not... There's no credibility to Del Rio, so why would we want to see that match at all? <laughs> and the thing that pissed me off about it, about this segment was whenever Batista shoved Del Rio into the, you know, whatever it was that was that was there, Triple H just, like, put his hands up. And he's like, whoa, I don't want any party of this, guys. I'm going back to my office. Well, I, I took that as a him giving him the look that, hey, I told you this shit was different now. You can't be doing that. That's how I interpret it. Okay. I, he was giving him the don't pull that shit. I told you not to pull that shit look, in my opinion. So therefore, I am stripping you of your number one contendership matchup for WrestleMania. Well, I just think it's—I don't know. I just think it's like if you like, even if Del Rio were to win, which he is not in a million years going to win this match. I'm not even suggesting that. But even <coughs> then, all all anyone would say was, "Yeah, but he got his ass whooped for five weeks in a row going into this." Mm -hmm. Batista power bombed him like to hell and back like five times. Like what? What does this matter? <laughs> Unless he, Batista is Big Show and Del Rio is Lesnar from the Royal Rumble and he just beats the holy hell out of him with a steel chair before the matchup. Uh, no. It's Poor Del Rio. Poor Del Rio. <laughs> yeah. Well, this uh, is probably what... I don't know his contract out, but uh, when it's... This year. Up, he, well, that's going to be like... Gonna be and he's, yeah, he's pretty much said he's done and so is Christian as well. So I don't blame them. Yeah. I really don't. So... Anywho, after that, we got a backstage segment oh, with... Oh, uh, sorry. I don't want to cut you off there. Uh, have y'all seen, like, the screenshots and the, the new trailers for Guardians of the Galaxy? I saw, I saw the teaser. The, I saw the 15-minute teaser. teaser. That's, supposed what to, teaser. That's what I meant. The fall, whole trailer is supposed to go live tonight. Um, they also have... I don't know where I saw it, but they have uh, some con or something coming up where they have uh, 
all these new toys and they showed um the the line for Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff. I heard from uh <clears throat> what was I listening to? I was listening to some podcast and they were saying uh the Captain America toys are out and on the shelves, but don't go through them unless you want like a big appearance spoiler because they packed some guy who's not <laughs> supposed to be known uh into the toys. So Oh, I want to go see. So uh if you, you just like spoilers, don't you? I wanna go see. I wanna go see. Let's go now. Bye. Why don't you just read the script? You don't even have to shit. Okay. Yeah, you, can, you can go. It's fine. Uh, just go. Just go. But yeah, supposedly they go, whatever surprise <laughs> appearance was was packed into the doys. I don't know. I'll find out. Dirt. So well don't tell us. And don't, don't tell, tell Noah. And don't, don't tell, tell Noah. Oh, poor Noah. He's trying so hard to avoid everything Captain America related. But anyways, we've got a backstage segment with uh Titus O'Neill and uh Renee Young basically saying, you know, how do you how do you spell what was it? Title? A champion. Champion. C H wrong. T I T U S. What's up with uh with the Titus? <laughs> What's up with every <laughs> fucking every fucking dude who gets interviewed by Renee is like so sexist to her. Like, <laughs> I was like, "What's up, baby, baby doll?" Blah, I'm blah, waiting blah. for the day where she, where they, they fucking condescend to her. Every they're fucking gonna time. incorporate a sexual harassment case. I can just tell. Like, it's gonna be Fandango or Roman Reigns or someone. Hey, don't worry, baby doll. Yeah, they condescend to her every fucking time, and she's the best fucking backstage interviewer they have, bar none. And what cracks Put me? Put her up. on fucking commentary. I want Renee. She wants to be. Actually. Yeah, I, I support that. I, I support her over any of those fuckheads on commentary right now. <laughs> Take out JBL and uh, Jerry Lawler and Michael Cole. And I'd like to see like Renee Young, Joey Styles, like oh. uh, combo right there. That'd be I good. I keep behind that. I'm all about Renee getting on the Who would do color, game. though? She would do color. Yeah. She's with it, though. She kind of knows her shit. You can tell. Yeah. Tell she's a fan. Joey's got like the. He's good play by play. He's a good play by play. But see, but see, they wouldn't allow that because they don't want play by play. They want storytelling. Well, we're you know? a fantasy booking. She's yeah. not even going to make the commentary team, sadly. But uh, anytime soon, at least. Yeah, I think it'd be fucking cool if she's the first chick that they get. They let do. I, I just did the same thing. I was like fucking rattling everybody else off. I was like, I called her a chick. If she's, the, if she's. I didn't you mean sexist it. Sexist motherfucker. Well, I didn't mean. I didn't condescend like all those other bastards. But you know, I just used it as a synonym for a lady. So, uh, I think it'd be cool if she was the first woman on the commentary team. I don't know. I support yeah. that. It'd be cool. It'd be interesting to see. But uh, yeah, Titus O'Neil sort of having a little crack in his voice or something and getting a getting some high pitch up there. He started off really well, and I thought it was a strong promo. Like yeah, uh, the whole like I'm gonna uh, interview uh, my, uh, myself uh, thing. Like, I thought it was cool. But you could tell he was like, he ran out of stuff to say, and he's like, if I just yell loud enough, then it'll sound like yeah. I have something to say, you know? But Witness I, the <laughs> rise of Titus O'Neill's voice. Yeah. <laughs> he had like a good half of a promo there. So. By the way, I found out. Well, don't tell us. Don't tell Noah. I don't Noah. care. I'm, I'm not going to watch it. Well, don't tell, don't say it while we're recording. You can say it later if you want. He's going to say it. Oh, <laughs> you heard me. I did. I shouldn't have, but I did. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks. Yeah, it's really not. Anywho, uh, next matchup, got to see the Wyatt family going up against Los Matadores and Sin Cara. So, short matchup. Wyatt's end up getting the victory. 
nothing really to take away from that. Uh, so did you read something about? Um, so. Did the original Sin Cara get released? Yeah, sure? he's a, he already signed with another company. But he has to be something else, not Sin Cara, yeah. and not uh, Mystico. <laughs> so he, I think he said he was trying to get Sin Cara. We reported this like a few weeks ago. No, well, that he got released uh, into another company. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was like two weeks ago, wasn't it? <laughs> but I thought I read something else about him recently. I don't know. Because he can't be Mystico and he can't be Sin Cara, so. But he that was trying to be sucks that, I mean, that gives Unico something to do, but. Yeah. Poor Camacho. <laughs> Lost his running, buddy. Yeah. And it's really funny because, like, whenever uh, the original Sin Cara and Rey Mysterio were teaming up, there wasn't a whole lot of difference in the height. And now whenever they stand next to each other, there's just this huge difference. It is very noticeable. But Wyatt's end up getting the victory. Uh, nothing really to take away but from that. But the thing matchup. is, though, with the Sin Cara, he, they're not going to I don't feel like... The, I feel like they're not going to give him a push. He's just going to be there. For Sin Cara? Yeah. Yeah. He's just going to be there. Because like, with the... Well, they did push the Sin Caras. They still have time to do Sin Cara versus Rey Mysterio for WrestleMania so we can get a free mask and be part of a Guinness World Record. I want to be part of a Guinness World Record. It'd be cool. Give me the Rey Mysterio and Sin Cara mixed mask. Both yes. of them. Both of them. Yes. I don't think they ever sold them on WWE. No, they did not. What? Both of them. That'd be awesome. So next note. Ne- next <laughs> note. Next note. Uh, next matchup, we got to see Jey Uso going up against Billy Gunn. Um, what I didn't get to see that part. They they weren't even focusing on the match. They were focusing on commentary the whole time. I could definitely because, picture that cause because Road Dog and Road Jimmy Dog. were on commentary, just going back and forth with one another. I just, just want Billy Gunn to go in the ring and like would do what he did back in the past, where he had the shorts on with the lips, so like right on his. He still has like, those. I know, but like he'll like what he used to do in the uh, past, like he pretends to hit his nuts or whatever like that. And he, I don't know. It's like a movement. It looks weird, weird and. Funny at the same time. You're weird. He's an ass man. I'm an ass man. Duh, duh. Bring that shit back. I like that song. <laughs> oh, you didn't know? You, oh, you didn't know? You're better call somebody. Your ass better call somebody. Okay? Why can't they bring that back? Yeah, I know, right? They can say ass all they want, but they can't bring it back in yeah. the theme? That's weird. Ass Billy Gunn. So, uh... Next up, we got to see the main event, I guess you can call it that. Uh, Sheamus versus Randy Orton, the same match that got pretty much booed out of the building the night after WrestleMania. It's it's a match we've seen several times before. These two do not click. Uh, you know, last week we were praising Sheamus uh, and his work with uh, Antonio Cesaro. Just Sheamus and Orton do not mesh well. I'm sorry. I don't get it. I don't see the fascination with these two of constantly putting them together only for the crowd to just get completely bored with them. I don't know. I feel like sometimes they may click, but off more, yeah. more often no, they I don't. Just, I haven't seen enough good from, from their matches. It's, Bro. it's just, I don't know. Bro. It's just, no. What about you, Doug? What are your thoughts on Sheamus versus Orton? Good ma- good mesh or no? Their match was fine. I didn't have a problem with uh, I didn't. I didn't like it. But uh, I guess it's it's the thing where it's like you you feel a certain way so much that whenever you see it again, you just instantly have those feelings. Flashbacks. Like, yeah, I mean, I I tried to to keep an open mind about it, but I was just like so turned off with it. I was just like, uh, I'm done. But uh, Seamus ends up. I think def- if you really want to look at it, 
think the common denominator in all of the matches that are getting shit on is Orton, really. Yeah. He's in all of them. Yeah. Which I kind of felt like Orton's even stepped his game up recently. Which he is kind of weird. Yeah. But, but I uh, wonder why they weren't shitting on him that whole time. They thought he was a cool uh, guy. And now, like, when he's actually trying to have a good match, now they start shitting on him. I find yeah. that weird. Step your game up, face of the company. PSP. So, um, but yeah, Sheamus ends up defeating Randy Orton via disqualification after the shield attack. And then Cena, Cesaro, Christian, oh Sheamus, God, Brian, Wyatt. Everybody in the ring. Everyone brawls. And, uh, and I think I was in the ring, too. And, no, you weren't. Uh, and that's how they closed out Raw, which is good. I, I, you know, I know they did it on SmackDown. Uh, someone mentioned um, for the before, excuse me, before the Royal Rumble. Um, but I really like it whenever they have that chaos brawl at the end uh, for the Go Home Show for Raw because it, you know, it feels a little more important. Like, oh man, I'm gonna have to check this out. This is the last pay per view that I'm gonna have to pay sixty dollars for. Good stuff, you know, or forty nine ninety five. Fifty bucks, whatever. Fifty four ninety five. Fifty four ninety five. It depends if you get the regular or HD. Yeah, you got to go HD. Come on now. So, uh, so yeah, that's how that's how they closed out Raw. Felt like it was definitely one of the stronger shows. They added a lot of emphasis on the pay per view, a lot of importance to it. I thought it was a um, great show. Yeah, really good stuff. Um, so there you go. Time to go into the Elimination Chamber predictions. We'll kick things off with the uh, kickoff show. Yes. Cody Rhodes and Goldust versus Rybaxel. So, uh, Tyler. Take two Rybaxel and call me in the morning. No. So, uh, Tyler, who are you going to go with on this one? This is gonna, this is weird, okay? But I'm going to go with Rybaxel. Oh, interesting. Just um, Cody and Goldust have been losing more of late yeah. than usual. So, um, I don't know if they're going to go with Cody and Goldust fighting, which I really I mean, that'd be cool to see, but I still think they should be at the tag team. But in my yeah. head, I think Red Baxel's going to win. Okay. That's weird I said Ryb- that. That's so weird. I can't believe I just did that, but Ryback. Well, take two and call someone in the morning. All right, Doug, how about you? Okay, I'll go to me. Um, I hate to say this, but Tyler made a point. Uh <laughs> Wow, I convinced you on something? Uh, I'm, I'm he gonna never go- listens to me. No. <laughs> I'm going to go with... Unspoken rule of the show is we never put it over that Tyler made a point. <laughs> you just broke the rule. I'm sorry. Damn it. Okay. Well, this will, be the, this will be the series finale of hug the you. podcast. And, you know, had to break that rule. Um, no. Uh, yeah. Cody, Cody and Goldust have been on a losing streak as of late. Um, and they're seeming to be in a habit of... Odd booking and Odd booking, yeah. breaking up tag teams. So I think Rybaxel is going to get the win on this one. Just because, you know, it's not technically a pay-per-view match, so Ryback can have the win. Because we know his history with matches and pay-per-views. Losses I'm galore. I'm for that. I mean, if we, whoever gets the pay-per-view. for that. No, you can watch that on YouTube. But you, it's also part of the package when you buy the pay-per-view, too. Mm, technically, yeah. Technically, so... So, so you're going to say Ryback gets a win on a pay-per-view. Fuck. Yeah. yeah I guess I'll pick Ryback over Curtis Axel to get the Ryback win. Ryback over Curtis Axel? No, no. I mean, I didn't mean to say that. I meant Ryback get the pin, uh, then Curtis Axel. Okay. All right. Well, Doug, Kurt how, Axel. How about you? I'm going to take Ryback's but not because Tyler made any kind of fucking <laughs> <laughs> I don't listen to Tyler. You know what? 
I retract my statement earlier. Come here, I'm going to slap uh, you in the face. Doug, you made an excellent point. I'm going to go with my backsole <laughs> for the win. I'm going to slap you in the face. Come here. <laughs> so, so Motherfucker. We're kick things off. Uh, but Tyler, we will let you pick the uh, the first matchup uh, for our predictions. What's it going to be? Titus O'Neill versus Darren Young. So, Titus O'Neill versus Darren Young. I'm going with Titus because I guess they're pushing him more than Darren Young. The whole heel turn and stuff. Yeah. And the heel turn just months after their face yeah. turn. Yeah. So I'm just gonna go Darren. I'm um, not Darren. No, Titus O'Neil. Titus O'Neil. All right. I'm going with Titus as well. Titus. All right. I'm going to go with Titus O'Neil as well. Clash of the Titus. Um, Clash of the players. Players. All right. Doug, uh, what, what matchup do you think we should go into next? There's so many. There's five remaining, I believe. Batista Del Rio, Big E versus Swagger, Uso. Usos versus New Age Outlaws for the Tag Team Championships of the World. I think they're going to put on the Usos. I think that's the point of um, Outlaws taking the belts off of uh, the the Rhodes uh, brothers, and uh, so they could do they could switch babyface to babyface without Mm -hmm. you know having to turn one of those teams. So, yeah, I'm going to say Usos. All right. How about you, Tyler? I agree with Doug. I'm going to go with Usos. Even though I can still see WWE like, oh, let's just have the belts on the Outlaws for another can I month. Say, can, I make, can I say one thing about the Usos before we go on? Um, I don't like how they're incorporating the, the music into the war chant now. Like, I liked how before when it was silent and just them doing the yelling and the like slapping thing. Now they're putting like a little music behind it. I don't like that. And the no, intro- they've done that for a while. Really? Yeah. I never fucking realized it until last uh-huh. night. I know. They, they had it a little louder. But oh. they've they've had it for a while. I think they should just keep it quiet and let them do the chant, and then like it, it when the explosion goes, that's when you hit the music. I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, they yeah they've definitely been doing that for for a few months. Um, Excuse me, princess. Well then, uh, get I'm your actually, fucking nasty feet on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with the uh, the new age outlaws to retain on this one. Um, I feel like they might. Might book it in, uh, for Mania uh, to give Usos the big win. Yeah, that's possible. I'm so. sticking with Usos. Okay. Tyler. All right. So uh, you two going Usos, me going uh, Outlaws. New Age Outlaws. So we'll have to see how that pertains. Uh, let's do the next matchup Big E versus Jack Swagger for the Intercontinental Championship of the World. Um, I think I'm going to go with Big E. Um, I don't really see Swagger taking it off um, unless it's to try and say, oh, Swagger, you know, got the job done, but Cesaro didn't, so you're out of here, Cesaro. Go. You kind of see oh. that, though. Yeah. I, I mean, I can, too. Um, but I'm going to go with Biggie. Swagger definitely fucking needs Zeb way more than Cesaro does. Yes. Agreed. Yeah, I'm going to pick Big E. Big e. Langston. Uh, I'm going with Big E. Oh, Langston. You know Langston? Big E, Big E, Big How awesome would that be if he came out to that sometime? That'd be really sometimes awesome. Even if it was one night. Me. That'd be awesome. Big E, Big E, Big E, can't you see? Anywho, so we're all picking Big E Langston to uh, to pick up the victory on that one. Tyler... 
You get to pick the next one. I'll Let's pick see. the one that we don't we don't care about right now. Batista versus Del Rio. Batista. Batista. <laughs> Batista. Okay, so Doug, you get to pick the next one. What's it going to be? Uh, Shields Wyatts. Shields versus Wyatts. So yeah, um, I'm going to take the Wyatts. I'm going to take the Wyatts as well. Me three. As as well as they as booked this, um, you kind of have dissension to. Dissension in yeah, the, the dissension. Uh, you want to make Wyatt seem strong, and his questionable feud with uh, Cena. So there you go. So uh, good stuff. Uh, final matchup: Elimination Chamber match: Randy Orton, Christian, Sheamus, John Cena, Cesaro, oh. Daniel Bryan. The most. This is the hardest to pick. The I questionable. Think. Who is going to WrestleMania to face Batista? Are they going to give it to Brian so that so that Orton and Batista versus Brian, a triple threat match, or Brian versus Batista at Mania? I feel like they dug themselves in a hole putting Batista in the main event. Yeah. Uh, at least they cleared themselves of Lesnar. Yeah. Um, you know, all, all signs are indicating that it's going to be Orton versus Batista at WrestleMania 30, which I think is... Just gonna get demolished by the fans. Yeah. I don't, like definitely, I, I think that would probably be the best time to start making our way to the vehicle or something. Because there's still gonna, <laughs> it won't it won't be the main event. No, because we know there's. I feel like there's gonna be some shenanigans. Kane's gonna get involved. Somehow. There was talk of like adding Brian to the match to make it a triple threat. Yeah, and I feel like they have to. Um, not I'm mean, not necessarily they have to, but it would be the wisest decision to. To, you know, give him that Cinderella ending. Uh, yeah, because the other the only other way you can get Brian in that title match is if you have him win at the chamber. Yeah, and uh, they, successfully defending at Mania doesn't mean as much as a babyface winning it at Mania. Right, you got to have that awesome pyro moment. Yeah, winning it, the journey has come to an end. But even if he wins it at the chamber, and they, uh, even if he ends it. They'll shit on it less if he's in the fucking match. No matter how he gets there, mm-hmm. if they course correct enough to get him in the match, whether it be a triple threat, whether he wins the chamber and then uh, they switch him and he's defending, either way, they will shit on it less if he's in the fucking match. Yeah. Uh, but if it he's would, not, they're going to fucking kill it. They're going to rip that match apart. Because Orton, <laughs> Orton is a heel. Batista is disliked due to the popularity of Brian. So to have Brian in that match, the smallest of the three... You know, well, if you turn Batista and make it like, if you do triple threat and fully go ahead and embrace the hate of Batista, mm-hmm. make Brian overcome the odds of both Batista and Orton. Now that would be something to have uh, salvageable. You know, to have Batista say, you know, Orton, you and I have had our differences, and we're gonna settle it at Mania. Brian, you're too small to hang with me. Uh, you know, you you better just stay out of my way, or I'm just gonna run you down. And then for Orton to come in. And say, you know, I, you know, this is my chance to be face of WWE, blah, 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 blah. Blah, um, blah, 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 blah. But the question is, like, you know, you can't, you should not uh, give Brian the title at Chamber. You know, as much as we'd all like to see it, it shouldn't happen. Because, like you said, you know, faces winning it at Mania would have a lot more it to it. means a hell of a lot more. It means so much more. Um but the question would be like, how do you convince the uppers, you know, to say, "Oh, well, you lost at the chamber, but we're gonna put you in the main event at Mania." Uh, well, you do the. 
if they don't put him in, then they they have to do Brian. He has to inherit the Funk feud and do Brian Triple H at Mania. Yeah. Uh, so you just hot track, you just hot shot that angle. Have uh, Brian go over Kane a few times on on the road to Mania, and mm-hmm. then you and then then somehow it works to where he gets a match on Raw. If I can beat you, yeah, I'll insert you. In give the main give event. me the chance that I deserve. So he goes over Triple H on a Raw, and then he they put it insert him as a in the triple threat for the belt. And uh, turn Batista to where the odds are stacked against him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that would be the ultimate would, underdog. That would be the that would be the way to sell. It would mean it would have meant a lot more if he won the uh, the Rumble and then also won the belt at Mania. But this is this yeah. salvages, it, you know. This is their chance to correct their mistake from the Rumble. Um, but you know, you got to pick a winner. I feel like they're gonna have. I feel like it's gonna be a really good chamber match. Um, there's going to be a lot of injuries. It's going to be a hell of a match. No, yeah. no doubt, no doubt. You got Everybody sh- in there can go. Yeah. yeah. So, but I, I think uh, the logical decision, keep Orton as champion, uh, and then have have some sort of interference from Kane costing Brian the matchup. Have Orton and Brian be the last two in the chamber. Uh, Kane somehow distracts Brian, does something... Uh, to cost Brian the matchup, and then that could cause Brian to come out and say, "Look, I deserve a chance without being distracted by Kane. Put me in the main event, and then they say, "Oh, you're if you want this, you're gonna have to earn it, and that's gonna cause the week of, you know, him trying to do it." But my prediction, Orton. 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 All right. How about you, though? Orton. 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 Can uh, I'm going Orton too. Okay. So. Uh, so yeah. So. Give us your thoughts on the, on your predictions for uh, Elimination Chamber. Yeah, let us let know. Us know on, yeah. Let us know what you think of our scenario. Uh, should Daniel Bryan be in the main event at WrestleMania? Should Cesaro win? Should Cesaro win? Um, so there you go. Time to move into some hot topics. Uh, Mick Foley has announced he's planning a show uh, during WrestleMania weekend. His what, a comedy thingy? Yeah. It, well, it's not really. Well, I mean, I guess it's a comedy show, but it, you know, like whenever he talked about it earlier, it was sort of a storytelling. Uh, I wonder how that'll fit into like our schedule. I didn't know if like that's what I was wondering too. Just to check out and see what time that would be, you know. Do a really really late show, like 11 p.m. or something, so that we can possibly have a chance <coughs> of going to see that. Um, but we'll have to see. Um, uh, despite reports earlier in the week, uh, WWE has come out and said we have not released CM Punk. So apparently, um, Vince McMahon is still trying to. Bring Punk back and uh, negotiate negotiations. Yes. Well, look, the Raw fall in the chambers in Chicago, right? I think so. Uh, if he's not on that Raw, then we know for sure he's going to stay home for the long run. If they're gonna, if he's going to come back, if there's any chance of it working out, if it was a work all along, they'll bring him back in Chicago. Mm-hmm. If they're if they if Vince f- meets with him and promises him whatever the fuck he wants to get him back, twenty five million dollars, then they'll they'll bring him back that night in Chicago, right? I mean. Get yeah. your son-in-law off my back. If he's not there, then that means he's he's out for good for yeah. for the extension of his contract. Because the fans are going to go nuts. Right. Um, but it, I know there's a Raw in Chicago coming up. It's this coming up Monday, isn't it? After uh, the chamber. Don't know. One of these weeks coming up, and uh, it's uh, there's a there's a Raw in Chicago. Hmm. And if he's not back by then, he's not coming back. Yeah. So we'll work or to, shoot. We'll have to see. Um, uh, other hot topic news for you. Scott Hall, heavily rumored to be the next inductee for the WWE Hall of Fame. 
these reports are coming due to him pulling out of attending WrestleCon. Um, so, you know, who knows? We'll have to see. Uh, I feel like if they if they put Scott Hall uh, as well as Jake the Snake, um, it would make sense to put Diamond Dallas Page in there as well just for his work in WCW, not to mention the work he's done with Scott Hall and Jake the Snake in rebuilding not their careers but their lives. Bang! So, you know, and, and we've had the talk about, you know, how serious can you take the Hall of Fame anyway, so I think DDP would be just fine, um, you know, especially for this kind of year. But, uh, but yeah, Scott Hall... Heavily rumored for WWE Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, I've said like a hundred. So I feel about the Hall of Fame, so I'm not gonna like debate it. I mean, yeah. whatever is whatever. Uh, in uh, Jeff Jarrett news, uh, 2011 Tough Enough winner Andy, I forget, is it Levine or Levine? Levine. Uh, he actually uh, reached out to Jeff Jarrett, trying to earn a spot in uh, Jarrett's upcoming promotion. Is that anything you guys want to be interested in seeing? Yeah, I mean, I'm always interested in seeing a new. What's his? Uh, yeah. It's the other details about it? No. Just no, not really. I wonder if he's doing like the indie circuits around where he lives. I don't know. No, he's trying to get this promotion put together with uh, whatever that country dude's name is. I think he means Andy. <clears throat> oh, Andy. I'm sorry. I thought you meant Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Uh, no, I mean, I'm Too definitely interested. The roids. I'm definitely interested in seeing... Uh, you know what they come up with. I'm more interested in seeing what Triple A does as far as uh, yeah. their like expansion into the U.S. supposedly starting in mm. April. Mm. There you go. Uh, mm. More news. Tommy Dreamer has announced dates for House of Hardcore four and five. Uh, four is going to be taking place Friday, June sixth, at the Mid Hudson Civic Center in Poughkeepsie. Is that uh in New York? Some ACW stuff. Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie. Is that just like a, a card with like hardcore wrestlers, or they just do stuff of past ECW stuff again? A little bit of both. Um, so yeah, it's going to be uh, June sixth at it's the like Mid Hudson. It's like Civic ECW Center. dudes mixed with like uh, some new guys. Yeah, and uh, House of Hardcore Five is going to be taking place Saturday. That's a yearly of June seventh, out at the no. at the National Guard no. Armory in Philly. What? No, it's they run. That's what the promotion is. Yeah, it's not like a once a year show. It's like they run consistently. Or they haven't been because they had some problems with their D V deal. <laughs> but they are like a regular promotion. Hmm. Yeah. So uh so there you go. Uh in uh Diva News, Naomi saying uh she's gonna be out uh up to six weeks. Uh I think they said four to six weeks, something like that. Because her so. fucking head got blasted open by a <laughs> knee. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Wow. <laughs> really tough stuff. Um Going back into Kofi Kingston, talking about you know the the way he's been acting. Jim Ross actually spoke out, uh, saying I think that Kofi is due for a persona change. He's got an upside that hasn't been tapped, and unless his TV persona is changed, he's going to be perceived just as he has over the Ew. past few years. Kofi is a talent WWE can make a main eventer out of. Agree? Disagree? Uh, no, I disagree. I don't think he's a main eventer by any stretch of the imagination. I feel like he can be capitalized on more than he is. Yeah. Uh, and I think that would entail a persona change, but I don't think it necessarily has to do with face or heel like Tyler said he needs to be a heel. I do think he just needs a change. I mean, he's still doing – he dropped the fake Jamaican thing years ago. He's still doing fake Jamaican entrance music. You know, he's still got the <laughs> Rasta guy on his tights, you know? I still like that music. He's not just the boom-boom guy. Well, but because that's that. so, like, recognizable by the kids. Like, yeah. as soon as he goes out there, they know exactly who the fuck that is. They know exactly what to do along to it, you know? 
But, I mean... It's time for something new. He cemented himself in that spot on the card, you know, with that gimmick. Mm-hmm. Boop. So there you go. Time to move into the Q&A portion of the show. Your questions, our answers. First question coming to us from Thomas Drop It Low, son. Your questions are bullshit answers. <laughs> yeah. Depending on what the question is. Drop it low, son. Drop it, drop it low, son. Wow, that was big as fuck. <laughs> Saying, hey, guys. I change it up, Thomas. Sorry. As, as I don't have Sky Sports and I can't use the WWE Network yet, I often resort to watching WWE online on places such as YouTube, but whenever I search for an episode of Raw, I have to meander through tons of videos which have the same general message of this episode of Raw was the worst ever. PG WWE sucks. Now that you have all discussed the position of fans in wrestling and have commented on what they do, often takes away from the show. So I'll ask, uh, why do you think fans seemingly want to complain so much about the product? They just complain about little shit and all that stuff because there's a lot of stuff that's going on that's pretty good. Yeah. And I just think that if one thing doesn't go <coughs> right, they're just going to, you know, just they kind of lost lost focus on a lot of stuff. And they're kind of what's what what does Doug say? They're uh, short minded. No. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it, they're intention expand. Or I can't say it. Attention span. Yeah, I can't talk. Um, So I. They just chant random shit, or if one thing they don't like, they just go nuts. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I think it's a lot of a lot of it's hive mindedness. Uh, a lot of it is what they perceive to be the cool thing to do. I think a lot of it is lack of um, actual like perspective on what is actually happening in pro mm-hmm. wrestling history. A lack of understanding of how pro wrestling has always been, how pro wrestling works, and. Uh, what makes pro wrestling work. I think it's a lack of perspective on all that. I think it's rose tinted glasses in a lot of cases. And then I think it's uh, no tinted glasses at all. We just never saw it, but we heard it. It was amazing all the time, all the time. And so we just assumed that was true, even though we have no perspective because we never even saw it. I think it's a lot of uh, basically hearsay and a lot of, uh, a lot less of we actually experienced this, this stuff. Because uh, it's always, uh, it was so much better than um, PG this, Attitude or that. Half half the people never experienced it. Half of it only go by what they, 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 they didn't go back to experience it themselves. They go by what they hear. Mm-hmm. And then they have this perception of what they think is cool to say. They have this perception of what they think the cool stance to, to take on the stuff is. Right. And they just jump in with that instead of uh, thinking independently for themselves, deciding for yourself what you like deciding for yourself what you don't like, um, having a basic understanding that not everything on every card could possibly be awesome, having an understanding of not everything that's on every wrestling card is meant for you to enjoy, but is meant for different to hit demographics to pop mm-hmm. different people. Um, a lot of people don't have the understanding of, uh, you know, a few things I didn't like, so the whole thing fucking sucks. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of people who do that. They don't push the guy that I like, so the whole thing fucking sucks. Uh, it's It's all that. Just the uh, example, the Royal Rumble, Daniel Bryan didn't win, so the whole pay-per-view sucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think a lot of it um, pertains to, you know, memory is what you want it to be. So everyone's like, oh, the Attitude Era was the best ever. But there was a lot of bad moments in the Attitude Era as well, but people choose to remember the good things. They fail to realize what they have in front of them only to realize what they had in the past. So, you know, 
people were like, oh, the CM Punk uh, John Cena match was the best match of 2011. But you go back to that pay-per-view, the entire card was stacked that night. There was amazing pay-per-view the whole night through. It wasn't just that match. And so people highlight the positives. They crap on the negatives. And they they forget about all the other details. Um, a lot of stuff nowadays is so knee-jerk reaction because it has to be trending or it has to be, you know, relevant. Yeah. Um, and so everything... Everything is a knee-jerk reaction. Everyone responds, right now, right now, right now. How do you feel right this instant? Oh, I dislike this. The whole thing sucks. It was epic fail. It was epic win. Everything is epic. Um, it's not. You can have a good, solid opening, and it doesn't have to be a five-star match. It, it's there to get you pumped up for the night ahead. Um, it's just one of those things. People, like I said, they... they, they Go based on how they feel right that instant. If it's not what they like, they just want to choose to crap on it. If you're in the if you're in the crowd and you're not liking the match, like I said, on Facebook, go to the concession stand, buy you a drink, go to the bathroom, buy a t-shirt, do something. Just don't make it seem like you're being an idiot. That's and that's what they're doing. You're chanting JBL. Why? Why are you chanting JBL? Because he's not even good at commentary, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then he chant Michael Cole. But why? Why are they doing this? There's no point to it. It's also not, not good at commentary. There's guys. no point. It's just that I guess they'll say it and then everyone's like, Oh, that's hilarious, so I'm gonna join in. Because they're so because they're because the crowd is so cool and rebellious. Mm-hmm. That's why. So it's like, hey, I would rather chant for these announcers than uh, mm-hmm. you know, show any respect for what's going on in the ring. And I don't I don't want to come off like we're saying like fans do not have a right to like express themselves or fans do not have a right to uh you know say they don't like something yeah but they do it in the worst fucking possible way imaginable like it, yeah. and, and basically like i said it's either epic win or epic fail we live in a, in a in a day where everything has to be categorized as ultra extreme awesome or completely terrible worst thing ever there's no middle ground anymore um and you know, I mean, just people have have but lost so much common sense now. Um, I mean, it really, it seems like there's a lot of places like the next Raw or like wherever they go. There it seems like it's more and more people starting to chant the stupid shit. Yeah. Well, well, it's getting to the point where people like this is they think this is how a crowd is supposed to behave. Mm-hmm. It's not. Um, and I mean, there's a lot of a lot of merit to what Daniel's saying about like. Uh, no one takes the time to digest anything. No one takes the time to think about what happened. It's just like, oh, it was awesome or it sucked. I mean. Yeah. You know, it's like the, the Orton Cena match from Royal Rumble. Fans were crapping on it just because it was something they didn't want to see. Yeah. They weren't crapping on it because it was a bad match. It was a great match. Well, it was a good match. It wasn't, you know, amazing. You yeah, know. it was fun. Yeah, it was it was a good match. Serviceable. But it was the fact that the fans didn't originally want to see it, so they're just like, "Oh, screw this. We're not interested in that." If you're if you're like that, leave. It's you know what's the you know, leave go and come back later. Walk around, turn your back to them. Be quiet. Don't give a reaction. Don't do anything. If you don't want to chant for Cena, don't chant Cena sucks. Chant for the other guy. It's just I don't which. Know. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of, didn't we get some? Let's go Cena Cesaro chance like 
Was I misinterpreting those? Or? I'd have to go back and re-listen to that. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd like to to listen to that, but I did hear a lot of "Let's go, Cena, Cena sucks" in the beginning. Yeah, I did, I did, but I felt like it sort of trailed off and morphed into Cesaro on the other side. He's been he's been picking up speed, uh, steam. All he's got to do is grab their fucking legs, and they lose their mind. Yeah. He didn't even have to hit it. He teases it at least twice a match. They they were saying that uh, Cesaro got a uh, standing ovation in the uh, in the locker room whenever he went backstage. And Hell even, of a match. Uh, and even um, Vince McMahon walked up to him and said, I was wrong about you a year ago. I didn't think anything was going to happen with you. So he has found a way to connect with the crowd. And he's put on damn he fine match. with matches. the crowd, and he's like an amazing wrestler, too. Mm-hmm. But it's just one of those things. Like, you know, people, people like to support the, guy, the people that they want to support. There are fans to this day who are saying, the, uh, Zach Ryder for heavyweight champion, you know, and that's fine and dandy, but you have to think logically. It's not going to happen. You know, there are just some guys. It's you, you. There is one guy who can hold the championship. One guy one, out one of guy. yeah, yeah, out of the tens of thousands of wrestle, professional wrestlers who want that spot. You've got say forty people. In that company, so to be the top guy is 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 so rare. Well, especially now because both titles are. Yeah, but I don't know. It's just uh, you've got the titles, but I'm the face I, of the I company. I feel I, I feel like I said earlier. There's there's a major lack of common sense in people these days. Um, I feel that technology, while technology is great and everything, it has given them a f- the the feeling that they should voice their opinion regardless of what it is. Um, there's a lot less sensitivity these days. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't like where it's going right now. Um, <clears throat> but anyways, we do appreciate the question. Um, next question coming to us from uh, Victor. Victor. Oh, he gets all into that one. Victor. There you go. Victor. Victor. Uh, saying, uh, my friends and I were discussing Divas a while ago. Victor! I can't remember if you talked about this. <laughs> so I thought I'd ask you for your thoughts. Most of them said they felt like the Divas were more important parts of the show during the Attitude and Ruthless Aggression eras um, when they were viewed more as sex objects rather than wrestlers. While I agree, I don't like that. Uh, I do because... Res- I don't like that I do... Uh, because wrestling is about storytelling and talent, and while the divas are good to look at, that shouldn't be the only reason they get recognized. What about you guys? Yeah, I mean, that's my stance. I mean, I don't. I mean, if I, I mean, I will just go look at porn if I wanted to, like, see, like, yeah, yeah, women as sex objects. I, you know, I, I truly like the. Uh, there are uh, more naked women for like even more accessible on the internet. Yeah, like anything. I truly like and much uh, more naked. Much more naked. A diva or you know uh, a woman who can really wrestle too. I mean, if they look good, that's still awesome too. But like Doug said, <laughs> the porn thing. Yeah, and my thing and my thing for it is um, I do I do I think he's right though. I mean, they do feel, they did feel like more of a part of the show as yeah. sex objects than they do now. They're trying to be edgy right. and they're trying to sell sex, um, you know, which they did a great Bros job of doing. They had just you know they incorporated themselves with Playboy magazine. They had a few girls on there. Um, which is fine, you know. That's that's what they were doing, um, but you know, you also 
if you're going to have a women's wrestling division, you need to have women who can wrestle. Um, you know, you don't have to have all knockout, you know, you know, 10 out of 10s. You can have some, you know, more muscular women going Knockouts out there. Knockouts can be divas. Well, they can if they sign a contract. <laughs> Anywho, um, but, but they can, you know, you can say, yeah, these are our models and yeah, these are our arm candies, but these are the women who are going to, you know, put on the show for you in the ring. This is my sexy You know, bitch. these girls are going to look good outside the ring and help, you know, their talents, you know, better as a manager or something like that or, you know, whatever. Um, but, you know, if you're going to have a women's wrestling division, you got to have women wrestlers. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Yep. I agree with what you said. I agree with what Victor said. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so thank you for the question. Next question coming to us from Six Star Criminal saying, uh, first of all, thanks for answering my question. No problem. Um, no problem, no problem. You've proved a lot of points about TNA that I didn't see at first, but I still feel like the company can improve. I agree with the fact that they need to make their own stars. They need to make, you know, like a John Cena or Triple H or something that it, that to really put them on the map as a major competitor against the WWE. Um, I would just like to point that there were a few audio issues in the beginning of the podcast, a little bit of skipping around here and there. Uh, but other than the minor, minor thing, the podcast was great as always. Um, I was wondering if you guys would ever consider doing a live Q&A type of thing. Uh, I think it could be an interesting experiment to do something like that. Like I said, great podcast. Congrats on the engagements. <laughs> and keep up the fantastic Thank work. Thank you. So, thank you. Yeah. So thank. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for uh, for commenting. Um, uh, and yeah, there were a couple of audio issues. I think it was the the transfer from us sending the MP3 to Ben. Um, it it took longer than expected, and I was ben curious as to up. why it was. Yeah, just blame Ben. I noticed um, it too. Yeah, it it skipped a few seconds, which is weird. Um, but it's hopefully, keep, it's keep more than a few on my end. I actually had to stop listening to it. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I forgot but, uh, to ask you if you, if it was doing that for y'all too or what. Yeah, it was doing it on yeah, YouTube. It um, where it would just skip a couple words here and there and yep. keep, then yep. keep going. Yep. Um, yep. But hopefully, uh, this week the uh, issue has been resolved. Uh, but as far Sorry as, about that. As far as doing a live Q and A type of thing, we talked about um, trying or doing a. Uh, a possibility of doing a live show or something well, like yeah that. the thing about it is uh we 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 don't use skype we like record in a real yeah. studio mm-hmm. it's a real actual business yeah and we can't just be like giving the phone number out to people <laughs> so, yeah uh, that yeah. kind of uh i mean we we work with that kind of stuff on our guests but uh we yeah. can't just be like here's the phone number call you know uh, if you want <laughs> you call during the regular business hours of the other uh they're doing the radio station, and they get it. Like, hey, is this WNS podcast? Like, oh, no, no this, this, is, is, this is a radio station, yeah. buddy. Um, I mean, something that we could possibly do, um, we could try doing, like, a Google Hangout on YouTube. Um, come hang out, hang out we with could, us. We could try and set up a date where, you know, some of our fans just come yeah, we're on doing a Google House where people ask can questions come hang or something out with like us. that. I think, I think that would be interesting to try at least once. Um Listen, hey, you called them fans earlier. To, yeah, you did in, say in the fan. show. Did I? You yeah, did. You should have pointed out then, so I nope. could have corrected myself. I laughed nope. into my head. <laughs> what did I say? I don't remember. You said fans. Call oh, them. I yeah, fucking I hate that I said that. I don't. I think I it think sounds. I, can someone give me the hand slap? Because I feel like it. Uh, sound, 
Oh, if you hit me, okay. I thought you were gonna hit me really hard. I was gonna punch you in the fucking face. <laughs> I think it sounds pretentious. I'm sorry. I hate. I, if I said fans at any point, I apologize. So I what consider- is Loson? It's a listener. The man. Top listener. Thomas Loson is the man. Okay, he drops Thomas, it low. Yeah, huh. he's a he's a low dropper. He is. He's a low dropper. <laughs> he's um, he's the man. He's, he's a statistician and oh a fact checker. Oh my gosh, he knows. Yeah, all the status, um, all yeah. the stats. Bound for Uli winner. He's um. He's the boy. He's a regular listener. He's our boy. He's a good guy. He's a fan. He's a listener. I wish to meet him one day. Fan sounds pretend. Fan, when you call people your fan, it makes you seem like you think you're hot shit. I am hot shit. I don't say fans, but I do Google myself. <laughs> this guy Googles you himself. Fuckers. <laughs> you guys think you're all that. He likes to Google himself and on his a bag of chips. Time. I eat a bag of chips. So, but yeah. Um, oh, as far dude. as live Q and A, um, I mean, we could we could easily set something up. In the uh, in the WNS uh, chat room on their on their uh, main page, or like I said, we could try to do a Google Hangout or something like that. So come hang out with us. Like come hang Google. out with us. It'd be good stuff. Sit on the so, uh, but thanks for the question. Uh, next question coming to us from Eight Luke S saying, "I don't follow TNA. Who are the Wolves?" Uh, well, most notably, they're known for their Ring of Honor run. I say most notably, they've done other things, obviously, but they were both. Uh, Ring of Honor world champions who feuded with each other over the belts as well as tag team partners who were tag champs together. Uh, so most notably there from Ring of Honor, uh, Dave Richards, Eddie Edwards, obviously. Uh, obviously. ROH, uh, ROH world champs and tag champs together. They're pretty good. Pretty good. So uh, clearly, obviously they've done other stuff, but that's m- most mostly what they're known for. There you go. Good stuff. Uh, final question coming to us from Junior Rocks 2012, saying, "I really think that Betty White ho- uh, hosting Raw was pointless, except to have the pe- people watch her show. Also, I wanted to know two things: when do you record the podcast, and how do you advertise your podcast? Because I'd like to make one on YouTube. Hmm. Uh, we usually record, uh, schedule permitting, yeah. uh, Tuesday, Tuesday nights. nights. Tuesday sometimes, nights. Sometimes uh, mostly, Wednesday. okay. We try on." Or- Main schedule is Tuesday. Sometimes something mm-hmm. comes up. We do it Wednesday. Yeah. We don't. We never done it on Thursday. I don't think we have once, once because I was like really sick. I think it was when I had like bronchitis or something like that. Yeah. So better than nothing, I guess. Um, but yeah, we record it Tuesday nights. Um, um, once the studio becomes available to us. Uh, also, we're promoted through the website Wrestling News Source. Yeah, uh, we've also promoted ourselves through. Uh, we had cards and stuff and uh, flyers <laughs> that we've, the places that we went, we promote ourselves that way. Yeah, um, make a few business cards and flyers, hand yeah. them out to people at local wrestling shows. Get to know some of those guys. Um, yeah. As far as advertising, I'd I'd recommend that. Um, but honestly, for for YouTube, you. I mean, you can do your own thing. Uh, if you have a webcam and a microphone, or even just a microphone and a picture, uh, then you, you know you can make your own podcast for for YouTube. Just upload it to your uh, your profile. Mm-hmm. Simple as that, I think. Uh, so there you go. So thanks for the questions. Submit your questions. Go to our Facebook page, WNS Podcast, our YouTube page, WNS Video. Check us out on WrestlingNewsSource.com, WrestlingNewsSource.com on Facebook, and you can also subscribe to us on iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Pod. Also on Stitcher, Player.fm, and Beyond Pod. You can and uh, Player.fm. Did I just say that? I said Player.fm. Oh, uh, Stitcher, Beyond Pod, and Player. 
player. Okay. I um, felt like there was one more. Uh, just search Wrestling News Source Podcast. Yeah. And I've tried on, um, what was it, uh, Apple TV, the podcast. It's it's iTunes, mm-hmm. Apple TV. And I just tried typing WNS. It doesn't work. Yeah. You have wrestling to search, News Source. You have to search Wrestling News Source. Oh, why? What is the, what's the deal with Apple TV? It's iTunes. It's right. just iTunes out there. But, uh, but you have, can't search the same way? Is that what you're saying? Well, you have to search wrestling, wrestling news source okay. podcast because we automatically say, "Hey, let's look us up." And we, I put WNS nothing WNS podcast nothing came up. You have to type in wrestling news source podcast. That's how it is for Stitcher the regular. Was the other one you missed. You did. Oh no, you did Stitcher. Stitcher, Beyond Pod, and Player FM. Yeah, yeah. Why do I keep thinking there was a fourth one? There is. You said it. iTunes. Yeah, I guess so. There's the butthole. There's the butthole. Losing that grip. I'm surprised no one didn't. No one even commented on Tyler's no almost did. shitting himself. Was that last week when you promote? Was it last week on, or the week before? It was last yeah, week. It was like you put on our page, <laughs> then the Wrestling News Source uh, page. Like everyone Tyler comments on his grip. Yeah, no one comments. Hey, Tyler, Tyler really loses grip, you know? Or, Tyler shit his pants. Yeah, t- Tyler really shit his pants. Hey man, they they comment on everything else. On well, the they comment three seconds after the podcast is posted. There's that one guy on YouTube is just like waiting to hit the dislike button <laughs> because like every, every time, time before it's he's like camped out like waiting. He's like, "Come on, you bitch!" He's like, you can tell because it's been like it's, the show's been posted for like 12 minutes. He's already hit like dislike. Watch you know it. it's the same motherfucker because he's Watch just like waiting. That guy that dissed you who left the podcast. <laughs> he subscribed to our channel just so he can dislike our video. Right, right. Ah, there's uh, Wrestling News Source podcast. In 2K, Dislike. It's in 2K Master. In 2K Master. <laughs> Fuck these guys. I almost had a relationship with them, but they fucked me over like everybody else. Dislike, nah. Nah, that's not who I think it is. Who do you think it is? I thought I the thought it was either him. I thought it was the guy who either hated me or I thought it was Jordan. I thought it was one of those two guys. I, mean, I was like, one of those two guys. <laughs> Fuck these guys. Dislike. <laughs> Uh, who's the guy who hated me? They the quit the he like announced the Hulk the guy, show? Hulk Alterbridge, or okay. Jake Alter Hulk, whatever. Oh, uh, anyway, whatever. Yeah, whatever. um, yeah, we're also on Twitter. It doesn't affect us. We just think it's comical. Um, we're at WNS Podcast on Twitter. The main site's at WN Source. Uh, Daniel's at WNS underscore Daniel. Tyler's at I'm Tyler po- underscore Aber. I'm at like ninety followers, which is weird. Why do I keep saying it? Oh, I guess. Are well, you saying that's weird because it should be higher or lower? I wasn't expecting it to even take off like that. I've been saying it. Yeah. I didn't say not. Do not follow Daniel at WNS. <laughs> I mean, you can if you want. Whatever. Do you not want me to put your personal one? No, nah, you can. Because you post them on the Facebook. Yeah. Like, hey, follow our dudes. No, I just I, I wasn't really expecting to get a number like higher than 20. I think like whenever I was doing it, there was like thirty people who would follow me. Thoughts, yeah. and then I'd be like, "Yeah, okay." Um, also, check out our buddies at uh, Nightmare Pro Wrestling. John, uh, he does oh, great remind, stuff. I was talking to John. Remind me to tell you a story about John okay. when we're done. Uh, does great stuff. Um, Nightmare Pro Wrestling call make the Monday Night Draws. That this one's not out yet. I don't think, but um, it should be out soon. Um, does great work. Uh, also, our friend Eric at Asteroid Belts. AstroidBeltCompany.com. Kanishni. <laughs> so, yeah, he does great work. Uh, uh, hobby belts. Um, 
uh, check out our belts he made for us. So, yeah, he does good stuff. Definitely. Yeah. So there you go. For the podcast crew, I am Daniel Heron. I'm A-Bear. Google. Google me. Google, Google Bear. Google A-Bear. Google um, A-Bear. <laughs> I'm Doug. <laughs> we'll catch you all next week.